You are listening to A Path to a New You, a podcast about mental health and veterans' issues. I am your host, Tim. I am a Navy veteran. I also run a private practice here in Madison called New New Beginnings Counseling, LLC. Uh, Every week, I try to do a new episode on a topic related to either mental health or veterans' issues. Uh, So this week, this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about dementia and Alzheimer's. I did a post on my personal Facebook page and asked what topic I should discuss or what topic um, someone's interested about. I got a couple of responses, not many. Um, usually that's the way it is. So usually I just try to pick up, uh, find a topic while Googling something, trying to get more involvement out there on Facebook, but that's been really difficult lately. And people just either read past it or whatnot. Anyway, I found a couple, a couple people asked me, either text me or sent messages saying, hey, I have a few friends who are stressing over dealing with elders with age-related dementia, such as Alzheimer's, and the end-of-life care, um, asking for tips and whatnot. Um, me, personally, I don't specialize in memory loss or Alzheimer's. I don't work with clients. Who have Alzheimer's or dementia. I did try to reach out to a few people that I knew might know a bit more, but they didn't get back to me. So what I did, I found some information. I googled, searched some stuff, and I just I got the basic stuff. Uh, just the basic stuff. There are uh, places out there. I'm gonna talk maybe a little bit more about. Uh, if you Google um, memory care and whatnot, there's there's places out there that definitely could help more than what I'm doing. But so, yeah, this episode's more of a basic education, some stuff you could do to help, what you could do to help if you're, if you have that someone who has early stages of dementia or Alzheimer's, who's living with you, what you could do to help them out, and a little education on what the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia as well. So basically, this is a basic information episode on Alzheimer's and dementia. Again, I want to emphasize, I am I don't specialize in memory loss. I don't work with clients who have Alzheimer's or dementia. So I just Google some stuff up and gather some information. Hopefully, some of this will help. Um, if not, you can always Google. And you can find someone who specializes in this type of um, healthcare. Anyway, I guess let's get going. Um, so, what exactly is the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia? Alzheimer's disease and dementia are related, but are in distinct terms. Dementia is a general term used to describe a set of symptoms that affect cognitive abilities, memory thinking, and behavior. It is not a specific disease, but rather an umbrella term for a group of symptoms. Alzheimer's is a disease, is the most common type of dementia, accounting for the majority of cases. It is a progressive neurodegenerative disorder that primarily affects memory and cognitive functions. 
So technically, in summary, dementia is an overarching term that refers to a range of symptoms affecting cognitive abilities, while Alzheimer's disease is a specific type of dementia characterized by progressive memory loss and cognitive, delay, cognitive decline. Other types of dementia exist, each with its own distinct causes and characteristics. I'm not going to go into each of the different types of dementia. You can Google it, use Google, and definitely you can read more on it. Um, so I want, just want, like I said, I just want to talk about the basic stuff about dementia and Alzheimer's. I'll talk about the, the care types of care and medications and whatnot. Anyway, um, so what kind of doctors diagnose and treat dementia? You got the primary care physician, the PCP. Many cases of dementia are initially evaluated and diagnosed by primary care physicians, such as family doctors or their interns. A primary care doctors probably see you the most compared to these other doctors I'm going to talk about. Also, neurologists. Neurologists specialize in diagnosis and treatment of diseases and disorders of the nervous system, including dementia. I see a neurologist every six months due to my um, autoimmune disease. As some of you know know about that, some of you don't. Uh, so neurologists, they, ex they have expertise in, evaluative, in evaluating cognitive function, interpreting Im image, imaging studies such as the MRI, CT and PET scans, and assessing neurological symptoms. Also, you got the neuropsychologists. Uh, neuropsychologists are psychologists who specialize in the assessment of cognitive and psychological functioning. They administer detailed neuropsychological tests to evaluate cognitive abilities, memory, attention, language, and other mental functions. And then you have your psychiatrist. Psychiatrists are medical doctors. They go to med school who specialize in mental health and psychiatric disorders. They may be involved in the diagnosis and treatment of dementia, particularly in cases where behavioral and psych psychiatric symptoms are prominent. So a psychiatrist, you'd probably see once every three months to talk about what's going on, if prescribing medications. They can help prescribe medic. They're, they're the ones who prescribe medications uh, that may help treat. Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, yeah, so those are some of the basic doctors who can uh, diagnose and treat dementia. I'm a therapist. I'm a mental health and, um, and um, alcohol and drug therapist. I cannot diagnose um, someone with Alzheimer's or dementia. I can help support but I cannot diagnose because I'm, I haven't gone through the education because there's a lot of it with, like I mentioned earlier, the Alzheimer's and dementia are all neurological brain functioning type. And I don't have that type of education. What are some ways 
Um, it can treat Alzheimer's. I did mention this earlier, medications. There are several medications that are approved uh, to treat Alzheimer's disease. These medications can help manage symptoms such as memory loss, confusion, and changes in thinking. They work by regulating certain chemicals in the brain, mainly a neurotransmitter called the, hey, pronounce this wrong, acetylcholine, A-C-E-T-Y-L-C-H-O-L-I-N-E. Acetylcholine. <laughs> I think I pronounced that wrong. Also, supportive therapies. Um, these therapies may include cognitive stimulation programs, occupational therapy, speech therapy, uh, support groups, and counseling can also provide emotional support to individuals with Alzheimer's and their caregivers. Someone like myself, as a counseling, can help the support. Uh, lifestyle modifications also is another one. Certain lifestyle changes can potentially improve the quality of life for individuals with Alzheimer's disease. Regular physical exercise, a healthy diet, a sufficient sleep or, or are important for overall well-being. Structured routines, maintaining a, a safe and familiar environment, and using memory aids like calendars or reminder systems can also be beneficial. Care and support. Alzheimer's disease often requires long-term care and support. It is crucial to involve caregivers and provide them with resources and assistance. Caregiver support programs, respite care services, and home health care services can offer assistance in managing the challenges associated with caregiving and maintaining the individual's safety and well-being. So if you have that significant other or parent who has um, the beginning stages of dementia or, or Alzheimer's, you can hire an in-home care specialist who specializes in working with those with memory loss or Alzheimer's, and they can help you throughout the day with helping with your parent or significant other or whoever it might be that's living with you. Also, a very important a lifestyle choice would be regular exercise. I did mention that. Exercise could be anything from walking to being outside, just walking around the block a couple times, um, engaging in regular physical exercise. Um, which has been associated with a lower risk of cognitive decline. So it's been proven that if you engage in regular exercise, it definitely helps with lower, the lowering risk of cognitive decline, if that makes sense. Eating healthy foods is another one. Eat your fruits, vegetables. Um, fruits, vegetables, make sure you're drinking enough water. All that stuff definitely helps as well. Uh, they say about four to five servings of fruits or vegetables every day. Definitely helps. Um, 
get enough sleep. Definitely prioritize good sleep health, good sleep habits, as poor sleep and sleep disorders have been associated with the increased risk of cognitive decline. Aim for a sufficient restorative sleep each night. A good example would be I usually go to bed around 10, 30, 11 o'clock, sometimes earlier. And when I get in my bed, what I do, I might look at my phone for a bit, but then once I'm ready, I put on a sleep meditation. And within minutes, I am out, I am passed out. And then I get, I get about eight hours of sleep, wake up around 6.30, 7 a.m. to go about my day. But definitely, uh, getting enough sleep definitely helps. Avoid smoking and limit alcohol consumption. Smoking has been linked to an increased risk of cognitive decline and dementia. Quitting smoking is beneficial for overall health in the first place. Limit alcohol consumption as excessive alcohol intake can also increase the risk of cognitive impairment. Also, when you're working out, if you're biking or any of that stuff, protect your brain. Uh, wear your seatbelt. Wear a helmet. When, um, when biking and doing sport activities. And also take precautions to prevent falls as head injuries can increase the risk of dementia. Um, manage your chronic conditions. Effectively manage chronic conditions like diabetes, hypertension, and high cholesterol as these conditions can increase the risk of cognitive decline. Also, stay mentally and socially active. Engage in mentally stimulating activities such as reading, puzzles, learning new skills, or pursuing hobbies um, may also preserve cognitive functioning. Now, in the newspaper, they have those daily crossword puzzles. Keep doing those. You can find more of those online as well. That definitely helps. So, at some point, um, you may have, like I mentioned earlier, you might have someone living with you who has the on, onset or uh, early set of dementia and Alzheimer's at some point in the care of an individual with Alzheimer's. The caregiver may not may need to look for assistance in order to meet the needs of the individual as well as it to meet his or her own personal needs for rest and relaxation. So. Eventually, down the road, it may come to the point where you, you can only do as a parent or as a husband or, or son or daughter, whoever you are uh, helping who lives with you. Is there a certain point where you can do so much and eventually you just can't do it? You have to go find someone who knows who's been... Um, who knows what to do, who's been educated, who's been, um, who's got the education or who has the expertise on how to work with someone with the Alzheimer's or dementia. And uh, I'm going to talk about a few of those uh, care options. One of them, like I did mention earlier, is in-home care. Uh, home care agencies can provide staff to come into your home to assist with such tasks as dressing, bathing, grooming, and tra transferring. 
Many agencies also have homemaker services in which the homemaker can help with meals, housekeeping, and errands. You may also be able to find someone to assist in the home by privately recruiting a nurse aide or a helper through the newspaper, church, or local universities. If you choose this option, it is important to check references. You know, most, most of these companies do background checks and all that, but just make sure, like, this person's coming to your home, make sure this person doesn't have, hasn't done anything wrong in the past or anything like that. There's important background checks, but most agencies, if you call them, most of them already done a background check and done all the stuff that's needed. Um, there's also the adult daycare. So an adult daycare center can provide a safe, stimulating environment for the individual with Alzheimer's. Generally, adult daycare centers are open during the day, 7 a.m., whatever, to 6 p.m. On weekdays, the center for this kind can be an option for a caregiver that must work during the week but is not ready to place their loved ones in a 24-hour facility yet. Some centers offer respite care for weekends and overnight stays as well. Services that may be offered in adult daycare include the meals, activities, trips, and games. The costs can vary depending on the center. Some of them do take insurance, Medicaid, Medicare. Um, some also may have a sliding scale fee depending on the income of the person. Um, another one is the assisted living personal care homes. These settings usually provide a room private or shared with one to three meals daily. Staff is generally available 24 hours a day. The amount of care provided will vary from the facility to, to facility. Many provide assistance with dressing, bathing, laundry, housekeeping, medication administration, or monitoring. Activities are frequently available during the day. The cost again varies from place to place and may increase as the level of care increases. So the more that person has to do, the more it's gonna cost. But again, some places do take insurance. Um, definitely talk to that place, to that person who's working there. Uh, some assisted living facilities are designed just for Alzheimer's dementia residents or have special secure wings, like areas of the facility are just meant for those with Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, nursing facilities uh, is another, it's one of the last steps. Um, that's an option, especially if it's 24 hours a day care is needed. Uh, few people plan to place their loved ones in a nursing facility, but for some, it is a viable option, maybe the last resort. Nursing facilities can be costly. Uh, for those unable to afford this, um, Medicaid is an option. Some of them do take Medicaid. Some do take insurance. Um, some are federally funded or state funded as well. And yeah, then there is also memory care. There's 
there's places throughout. Um, you just gotta Google them. My suggestion would be if you need, if you're looking for help, Google is a great resource. Google Alzheimer Dementia Care, and and these places will pop up. And Google, especially those in the area, those in the area will pop up, and you just call them. Ask the questions you need. Make sure, you know, just if you have questions, please call them. Again, I want to say I'm not an expert at this topic, so I was just gathering information, and this is the basic stuff. Um. Also, the last thing I want to talk about, you know, if you are working with, or if you are having someone with the early onset dementia or Alzheimer's living with you. Always remember to take care of yourself. You know, because once you get, if you get burnt out, if you do too much and you're not, things could go downhill. So caring for yourself, there's always family. Make sure, reach out for help. Um, family can be a great source of help. Um, share your problems. You know, there's uh, support groups out there. There's on Facebook, uh, there's other support groups. You can also Google, and those support groups usually have people who are in the same situation you are, and just talking about it definitely helps. Um, make time for yourself. Always make time for yourself. I'm like, how can I do that when I'm, when I'm um, taking care of a loved one who's... Know, taking up a lot of my time so when that loved one is asleep that's a time you can do for yourself um there's also those places like i mentioned earlier the adult daycare you can set up appointment and just for the day just go drop that person off that person can then be with others who are doing the same who have the same situation so make, make time for yourself. Know your limits. Don't go above, you know, if you can't go above and beyond or do more what you can do, know your limits. Do not blame yourself. Blame yourself can be tough, especially if you, you know, someone who's living with you has dementia and you're, if you can't do something, don't blame yourself. Take and seek advice. Reach out to people, professionals who specialize in dementia reach out seek advice say hey you know trying to figure this out what can i do to do this what can i do to do that and maybe just seek advice uh like i mentioned earlier learn to accept help and reach out for help and the more people help you the better off you are too you're less stressed out you are and like i mentioned earlier self-help and support groups Look them up on Facebook, look them up on the web, and there's support groups for almost everything out there. And again, reach out for help, talk to someone, see a therapist like myself. If you're having trouble, just need to talk to someone, a professional. Reach out to friends if you need someone to talk to. Yeah, so that's pretty much what I got. Like again, like I mentioned, I am not a professional. I'm not a 
I don't specialize in this, so this was just the basic stuff, like information that maybe you can take in. If not, I apologize, but this is not my expertise. Um, reach out via Google, go to Google and search dementia and Alzheimer care. And I guarantee you, um, businesses and nonprofits and help will pop up. Again, take care of yourself. Always take care of yourself. Uh, make sure you get some self care in, whether it be just 10 minutes of being outside, um, asking someone to come and watch someone, that person, for about 15 minutes if needed, just for you to go outside, take some fresh air and whatnot. Always take care of yourself. You're, you come first. I hate to say that. And I was one of the people who who had a hard time doing that. But trust me, it's worth it. Um, again, this is um, a path to a new you. Um, I try to do an episode every week. Sometimes it's every two weeks, depending how busy I am. Um, each week is a different topic. I'm trying to get more guests here on the show as well. Um, next week is a National Disorder Eating Disorder Week. So I'm going to try to find uh, someone who specializes in an eating disorder and maybe have that person come up on my podcast and we'll talk about um, eating disorders and whatnot. If you know someone who specializes in eating disorders, have them reach out to me. I do have a Facebook page um, for this podcast called The Path to New You. I'll post a link in my information about the episode. There's a little section where I talk about what's what I talk about in this episode. And I'll post my link to my podcast Facebook page. Also a link to my um my counseling practice Facebook page as well. And I post stuff on there all the time about self-care, self-help, uh, mental health stuff. Um, also, I'll be posting my uh, podcast link on there as well. Um, most My podcast is available on most major platforms. Um, it's about to be on YouTube here shortly. I just got a bunch of stuff taken care of YouTube. So if you don't have... Spotify, Apple Music, um, any of the other ones, it will be available on YouTube probably in the next 24 hours, I'm hoping. Um, again, I hope you learned something about dementia or Alzheimer's. Um, again, I wasn't, I'm not an expert at this. I want to keep emphasizing I'm not an expert in this area. I don't have the education. I don't have... Um, I've never worked with anyone with Alzheimer's or dementia. I've had family members who have dementia and Alzheimer's, but I haven't really worked with someone who has that. So I hope you got something out of it. Again, you're listening to A Path to New You. Until next week, be well.